welcome back again to episode nine of Top Talks at long last. Um, it's, it's been a while. It has been probably our biggest hiatus so far, which is impressive that we've managed to keep such a tight schedule. So true. At long last has lasted long enough. <laughs> I think this is the third time you've made that quote on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, a, it's too easy. It is too easy. Um, Yeah. So sorry that our schedule has been infrequent. We've been busy with life and stuff. Um, I blame finals for most of it. Yes. You're in the middle of finals right now, right? Uh, I just finished up my last thing today. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So that's our excuse. He, Aiden's been doing finals just barely. I had finals a couple weeks ago. So we've just been all finaled out. Yeah. But we're back and boy have we missed a lot so true it's been a long time since we've talked about uh anything so there's a lot to talk about tonight so i'm not gonna spend too much time on the on the catch-up i think we should just get right into it this week you want to you want to give a quick debrief as to what we might talk about in this episode yeah, yeah where are we starting uh, just, I guess we can start at the beginning. With this? Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk, we'll start off talking briefly about the state of Harry Potter. And we'll go from there to do a quick little round of truth or truth. It's been a while. Been needing some more truth or truth in my life. And then we'll have some weekly film talk. We have a lot of Moon Knight to catch up on pretty much. Mm-hmm. almost almost the whole series yeah. um then we have some doctor strange to talk about uh we have sony's genius idea of el muerto mm-hmm. to talk about we got thor love and thunder how a trailer come out since we've last done a top talks and the last of our weekly film talk will be talking about John Watts and him leaving the Fantastic Four project. So mm-hmm. that'll be our film talk, and then we'll end it with we'll end this top talks with tops essential playlist. So we'll get some good songs for you guys. Yeah, it's it'll hopefully be good. We'll try to keep it in time this week, but we've got we've got some stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, I think we want to just jump right into it, and we wanted to. We we just we talked about going over Harry Potter last time, but we ran out of time, and I just wanted to talk about it briefly. I mean, we can maybe spend another episode sometime in the future and dive more deeply into the whole minutia of the franchise. But I just wanted to kind of talk about it, just because you know we try to cover movies that come out. Um, we miss a lot. We don't always get them. But a Fantastic Beasts movie came out. I don't even know if you can call it Fantastic Beasts franchise anymore. It's like a different thing now, but that's that's a part of it. Um, it came out, so I figured we would just address it. And I know that you particularly, Tama, used to be a very huge Harry Potter fan back in your heyday. So I figured this would be something you can very easily talk about. And, you know, I've I've never been not a fan, I guess. I've always enjoyed my Harry Potter as much as the next guy. So... Yeah, let's just let's just get into it. what you want. You want to kick us off and just talk about the franchise as a whole, the 
wizarding world um, yeah IP. yeah for sure um i mean growing up my well my girlfriend will make fun of me because i haven't read all the books but <laughs> i've read the first I've read the first couple books and so i guess i'm not i'm not that deep of a fan compared to some people who've read the entire series like 20 times or whatever hey you had a wand i did have a wand oh yeah i had a wand <laughs> yeah let's not bring that up <laughs> yep um somebody may have broken that wand but it's okay because wait was it was it me or was it i thought I it was know, i don't know if i want to bring I feel like it, it was you in my in my loft. Remember that? Oh, that sounds like that sounds like a me story. It was like unintentional. I think you like tried to grab it for me or something, and like got caught in my pocket or something. I don't know something weird like that, and like snapped. And I was like, oh no. Probably something where I had very little to do with it actually breaking, but I was the only other person there, so you blamed it on me. No. <laughs> anyway, A <Aiden> broke it, <laughs> yeah, but it's okay I mean... because. Because I've moved past that. The wand isn't the only thing that's broken. The grudge is also broken now. So that's good. That's that's good <laughs> to hear. It just took 10 years. Oh no, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Harry Potter's cool. I like the idea. I grew up on the, the early movies, then when the newer movies came out, I started watching those obviously as well. And when Fantastic Beast came out, I thought it was a super cool movie because it was expanding the mm -hmm. world of harry potter they did it in a good way where it was you know it made sense it fit in with the whole world it didn't go like too big it wasn't trying to be some massive big huge event which then quickly turned around when they released the second and yeah i really liked the first movie it was like a standalone and then they just i don't even know what they're doing now mm -hmm. it's like yeah it it, it's it's a very confusing direction um i'm not a huge like harry potter lore fanatic but from what i've heard it's basically they took a character that didn't really have anything to do with like a certain like major historical event in like the harry potter canon and like now he's central to it basically you know the main character the first one who just wants to find his animals and now he's like involved in the whole grindelwald war and it's just a very confusing mess but yeah i think the biggest problem with the harry potter cinematic universe whatever they're calling it i don't know do they have a name for it uh, i think it's just the wizarding world yeah i think the biggest problem with that is it started off as you know a pretty tightly put together series of books and then the movies obviously were based off of that and then because those were successful, now all of a sudden they wanted to expand on that. When you compare that to something like Marvel, where they've already had, you know, if you look at the Marvel comics, they have already a massive, huge lore there with tons of stories coming out of other stories with a bunch of spinoffs and sequels and prequels and everything. And same thing with Star Wars. You have tons of, you got thousands of years in the past. You got thousands of years in the future. Like you have this whole, mm -hmm. just a massive thing to go and make movies and shows and whatever about but you know the the harry potter movies were successful the original seven and seven part two so i guess the original eight movies were all successful and so they wanted to kind of exploit that i guess and it became a mess mm -hmm. i 
I did hear that this new one was better than the second one, but that it's still just a majorly incohesive mess of a movie. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I have a hard time. We've talked about this before with franchises. Um, I lamented the possible future for my favorite franchise, Lord of the Rings, where, you know, it's getting a new reboot. Where I a huge trend nowadays where, like, franchises just keep trying to bring themselves back and they'll take like a long hiatus and then they'll bring out new movies and it's just never as good as like it used to be. And Harry Potter's kind of screwing itself over. Although to be fair, they're having problems with, you know, the creator of Harry Potter. Last I heard people were kind of at odds with a uh, JK Rowling and, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've never seen a franchise or a fandom where people reject the word of the actual author who created it because at the end of the day, you know, Harry Potter is her idea. You know, she came up with it. She created the rules. And it's interesting to see that it's a fandom where she can say, actually, this is true in the books and people turn out and go, no, it's not like, I don't, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but I don't have like a specific example, but I just think it's so interesting that like, she doesn't control her own creation anymore in a way, or she people don't take her word on it. Like, I just think that's so interesting that people have just uprooted her authority from it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the closest thing I could compare that to would be Star Wars, but Star Wars mm -hmm. is a situation where it's like George Lucas, he sold those rights off and now Disney owns those rights to do whatever they want with the franchise. And so if George Lucas was to be like, Oh no, Ray's last name wasn't Skywalker. Her last name was I don't know, Lee or something like that. Like he can't he can't do that because he's given that up. And that's the same thing J.K. Rowling did with as far as the movies go. Like Warner mm -hmm. Bros. has that final say. And so there's there's that problem where it's it's no longer really in her hands. And so for her to make these for her to make these things, she kind of has, well, I guess she has more power than the fans to, to kind of make the changes because of that relationship she has mm -hmm. with it and everything. But it's still, that that is an interesting thing because the fans complaining about Disney's moves with Star Wars, the fans have no right to do that because Disney owns that and they can control that, obviously. And it's just different for this situation, I guess. Yeah, no, completely. It's... <clears throat> Yeah, it is just such a weird thing to see. And it's it's sad because I think Harry Potter is one of the most like unique franchises nowadays. It kind of stands out from the pack. You know, you've got like your main movie franchises that like people know and recognize, you know, Star Wars, Marvel, Harry Potter, uh, Jurassic Park, Ghostbusters, uh, Back to the Future, you know, all those like major original stories that people, you know, a lot of them came from, you know, the 80s, 90s, even earlier than that. And they were just such good original ideas that they're such staples of pop culture. You see almost every single one of those get uh, revamped. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Back to the Future, you know, has some reboot come out within the next 10 years. Because everything else just keeps getting reworked. And so it is hard to see a universe like Harry Potter where it's like, it's, you know, it's a it's pretty fleshed out. There are a lot of plot holes I've always found in it, 
but it is sad to see it kind of just getting, you know, beaten down into the mud and convoluted and, you know, people just kind of lose the excitement they once had for it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there's certain franchises that are better suited for kind of an expansion. Like one of my favorite movies or I guess new franchises is the Creed franchise Mm -hmm. is a continuation off of Rocky and Rocky, obviously, or it probably didn't have the intent to have this spinoff franchise like originally, but they, it was suited for this. Whereas something like Harry Potter, if they wanted to do something like an expansion like this, they should have redone the original movies, like the main Harry Potter franchise. And wait, like a reboot. Yeah. If they, if they did that, I feel like they could have made it better suited for like a cinematic universe because you can, it's hard to see the original eight movies as something that's supposed to be bigger than those movies. At least, yeah. I just thought I see it. Well, I don't know if they should have rebooted it. I think that would have been. I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying like reboot it right now. I'm saying if they were to kind of expand on the universe. It's here's here's my problem with it. And here's how I think they could have fixed a lot of the problems, but not all of them. Expanding the wizarding world is a great idea. There's so much more to see there. There's so many magical creatures, magical spells, you know, and that's why the first movie of Fantastic Beasts I thoroughly enjoyed because it's like, oh, this is cool. He's a magical zookeeper. He's like animals and everything. And he's like exploring and finding all these creatures. That's a really cool, unique side to the Harry Potter universe that we haven't really explored. Keep that as a standalone movie. The problem with the Fantastic Beast series is that why is it called the Fantastic Beast series when it's clearly just about Dumbledore and Grindelwald, you know? And the first movie wasn't, you know, Grindelwald was like the secret antagonist revealed at the end. But it seems like they're, they realized that Newt Scamander as a character was popular and beloved, and now they're trying really hard to involve him in the other stories because they're like, oh, people like him. Let's have him be involved. When what they should have just done is just multiple standalone movies. Like, they could have done a trilogy about the whole Grindelwald stuff. I mean, I hear there's a lot of stuff to do about it, but they didn't need to tie it into the Fantastic Beast stuff, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Like, Fantastic Beast needs to be Rogue One and not Force Awakens, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's the best the best analogy and comparison you could have made, so good job there. Yeah, I mean, I could spend more time on this. I know we're trying to keep it fast today because we have so much. I think I want to talk about it. Um... I think the Hagrid ride's cool at Universal in Florida. <laughs> Harry Potter World is cool. I, it's like cool. I said, I, I enjoy the universe, even if uh-huh. some parts of it don't make sense. I I think it's very fun. It's very imaginative and it's very creative. And I'd like to see more of it, but I'd like to see more of it done right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think kind of my last words on the subject is the fact that like it's the Harry Potter. I mean, obviously they're calling it the wizarding world and everything, but like everyone knows it as the Harry Potter franchise and Harry Potter is tied to, and unless they do something like drastic or I don't know, something's just very, if they do something very well. They can change this, but right now Harry Potter is tied to Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe is mm-hmm. you know, he's getting older. He's not going to be, I mean, I'm sure they could pull him back and do some movie about his kids or whatever, do kind of a cursed child type thing or whatever. But yeah, um, 
I think the problem is the fact that everyone's like, oh, it's the Harry Potter franchise, the Harry Potter movies, blah, blah, blah. Harry Potter equals Daniel Radcliffe. If you're going to try to do an expansion on that, it's just hard when you have it tied to a specific actor who's... It's the same thing that. as like Indiana Jones. The yeah. Reason that franchise has such a hard time expanding is because it's Indiana Jones. It'd be like yeah. if Star Wars was called Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's like, if they were, if Disney was just to rip the bandaid off and just recast Indiana Jones, then they could run on and make another Indiana Jones trilogy and another, mm-hmm. and do a bunch of other stuff. And it wouldn't be tied to the 70, uh, however old Harrison Ford is like. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's other workarounds like Creed, the example we brought up earlier, like Sylvester Stallone's older, but he's not, it's not like, rocky movies it's these are the creed movies part of the rocky like franchise and he's still a character mm-hmm. in it um yeah i mean if they yeah anyway i think that's that's about it all i have to say about that. no that's good i think that's a good synopsis of the whole issue there well might get back into that later we'll see um i heard that there are five fantastic beast movies planned so two more after this one i don't know how to feel about that if another one gets confirmed or announced, then we'll come back and talk about it. Yeah. Well, I guess since you brought that up, there were that was the original plan. Because of the not major success of this last movie, like people are talking about it, like they're liking it a lot better than the second one, but it's still it's not pulling in enough money to likely have a third or a fourth and a fifth one greenlit. Maybe a finale movie, but it's not looking too hot for that franchise. Yeah. Well, it is a it is a shame. I if I was more of a Harry Potter fan, I'd be a lot more upset, but I'm just kind of a casual fan. But I do enjoy it. Anyway, before we uh dive bomb into our main event, which is all of the Marvel news we have to talk about, and there is a lot. Let's do a quick round of truth or truth. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. No, that sounds good to me. Were you were you fixing to start this week, or did you want me to? Oh, I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll start it us. I'll start us off Ooh. this week. Okay, okay. So my question is: Would you rather have fruit that, or you can only have fruit that is always slightly unripe or always slightly past ripe? Ooh. I don't like either of those, but anyone who knows me and my wife will vouch for this. I have a hard time with expired things or things that have passed their due date. So I wouldn't be happy with eating fruit that's not quite ripe yet. But if I had to eat root that's always not, it's always past its ripeness. Like, well, okay, well, what are we talking? Are we talking like like bananas, for for example? Like, is this like they start to get brown spots on it or they're like completely brown. We're talking, it's like a slight on either side. So it's either you bite in. We'll take bananas. For example, if you bite into a banana, it's like not as squishy as you want it. Or if it was overripe, you bite in the banana and it's a little bit squishy. So neither way, it's, it's not like totally unripe or totally past ripe, but mm. it's just like just a little bit, just, just to be a little off putting. Uh, so it's not going to be like you're going to eat 
You're not going to eat like all your fruit have worms in it or, or whatever, you know? Yeah, but that makes it hard because it's like fruit that's not quite ripe yet just doesn't taste good. That's your first thought is anytime you eat it, you go, oh, it's not ripe yet. I'll, I'll wait another day. But past its ripeness. Ooh. You're going to make me hypothetically in this situation never eat fruit again. <laughs> oh, no. I'll go past its ripeness because I'm I'm hoping that a lot of fruits aren't as bad. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. If just because it's a if it's just the slight difference. If it was a bigger difference, I'd probably go unripe. But since it's just slightly over or under, mm-hmm. I go I go past ripe. So I agree with you. Yeah, and worst comes to worst, I'll just get really good at making banana bread. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay. Oh, that's an interesting one. I've got one I think might be kind of interesting I just came up with. So would you rather, and this has to do with, not not verbal, but like the way you convey text. Would you rather only be able to convey text via keyboard or via paper and pencil for the rest of your life? Hmm. And that, and phone doesn't, phone keyboard doesn't count. Like a, it has to be like a physical keyboard. So you're saying for me to text? If, if you wanted to text, you'd have to get like a Bluetooth keyboard connected to your phone. Oh, no. And paper and pencil is only paper and pencil. It's not like handwritten on the phone. Uh, Yeah, just paper and pencil. So like if you're trying to fill out like a, a like a legal document, you couldn't. You wouldn't be able to like sign it. You'd have to like. Do it with a keyboard. Electronic signature, you get a pass. Okay. I'd probably I'd probably go with the keyboard. There's a few people there's a few people I know that carry like their Bluetooth keyboard around sometimes and they'll whip it out in random places. I'm like <laughs> kind of not to be a judgmental person, but I kind of judge them a little bit because of that. And I, I guess mean- I'm gonna fall right into that. If you had one of those old like slide phones that has a little keyboard built into it, that counts. It just no like screen, like you can't like tap the screen. So that's that's another thing that might make it easier. Okay, yeah. Then I definitely definitely go with that, the keyboard option. Okay. Have fun never being able to write a thank you card ever again. Oh no. <laughs> I hope they're like Times New Roman 12 point font <laughs> cards. Emailed. Yeah, emailed. Okay. Well, that was a nice, quaint little session. So true. All right. Well, let's get into it. We've got a lot of weekly film talk to go over. So let's just let's just knock these out of the park. All right. First up, Moon Knight. Um what episode were we on the last time we talked? I think episode two was the last one we talked about. I think three was out. No. Three was almost out. Uh, it was two. It was two because yeah. I remember I remember saying something that I didn't think was a spoiler from the second episode and you said that it was. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So three episodes have come out since then. Wow. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah um so let's let's break moon Knight up into segments we'll talk about maybe a review of like stuff in the past that stuff that has happened that we've 
enjoyed and our thoughts mm -hmm. and everything then we can talk about yeah i think so far you really can break the series into three segments which is stephen grant in london um the adventure in egypt and whatever was happening in this last episode <laughs> yeah so yeah let's 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 talk about those those bits if you wanted to start it off yeah so I love, well, just talking about Stephen Grant and Mark Spector as characters, I love them both. And I'm actually really happy with what they chose to do, kind of making it a focus on Stephen Grant, even though he's, spoiler alert for episode five, if you haven't seen that yet, he's the, or if you haven't read the comics, um, he's the made up like personality. He's not the original um, alter. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so I thought it was really cool, and I'm glad that they went from that perspective just because it gave us a different perspective and it really humanized, even though it's, you know, even though Mark Spector was, like, the original. Yeah, I that's something I didn't really think about until I watched this last episode is, like, because, you know, when I watched it, I just went in knowing that Mark was the real personality. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize until that episode that, oh, they were trying to make us think that Steven was the real personality this whole time. That's why it started with him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, supposed to be like some big shock, like, oh, he's made up. Yeah, and it, it kind of, I was kind of unsure because obviously knowing the comics, I knew Mark Spector was like Moon Knight, like the original identity. Mm -hmm. But Marvel makes changes in the MCU. And so I wasn't completely sure. I was like, maybe, maybe they will switch it on us. Maybe they'll pull a quick one and do this, this thing real fast. I, I never thought. That was never my main theory that like Stephen Grant was the main personality, but it was always a it was always something in the back of my head of oh they might switch it on us. So I kind of like the way that they did it, made it more of a mystery, even if you already have yeah. the background. Oscar Isaac is incredible at playing two different characters. It's mm -hmm. it's really interesting to see the amount of range he has. Yeah. Also, the other day, for a split second, I forgot that it was Oscar Isaac that played him. And in my mind, I thought it was Jake Johnson. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know why. <laughs> That'd be a... Uh... I like Jake Johnson, but he just doesn't have the acting... No. Talent. I know. It was, it was really interesting. I was like, I was like, why can I like almost see that, but not at all? <laughs> yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So, so far, and, you know, I always try to err on the side of caution now that there are so many Marvel shows out there, because I do this every time one comes out. But I'm just going to go out and say it. As the show is right now, Moon Knight has definitely been my favorite outing for the Marvel Disney Plus scene so far. Yeah, I think I'm the same with you. Um, it depends but... on how they stick the finale, but so far, I've had no complaints with it. It's been fantastic. And yeah. Like you talked about, a lot of people complain about how there might not be as much Moon Knight and superhero action in it. That makes me like it even more because that. I love how they're focusing on the characterization and the personality of the main characters, which is kind of the focus. And that makes it so much more interesting because it's not just like, you know, punch bad guys and do all that stuff. It's like an actual character study and it just makes it so much better for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for real. It's. It's, 
I like it because it's not just a superhero origin story like a lot of you know origin stories can kind of drag on sometimes but it's it's a different way of us being able to see who he is and like like you said a character study and everything and it sets up perfectly for you know if there is a future of moon knight whether it's future series or movies or movie appearances or whatever it is like it just sets up perfectly for and, that for that like straight up just moon knight action that everyone that's mm-hmm. can can have one day well yeah because if you figure out your character and how they work and you get all of that taken care of then you can just have them go and just do whatever they want that's like what they did with iron man mm-hmm. first movie you pick apart his character piece by piece and then all the rest of the movies he can just run you know you don't need to spend all this time explaining like how he has these gadgets like what is like mental like outlook on all that is he just gets to go and just be the hero and just do all that stuff like same with captain america pretty much all of them it's like it is his origin story in a way even though he's already moon knight if that makes sense mm-hmm. and i will and i will say what you were talking about where you said whether they continue it i think i'm at the point where i would rather uh this week's episode end on a cliffhanger and say like continued in season two than to have a wrap-up because i feel like there's a lot to unpack in this last episode and while i think that they could do it i'd almost prefer that they take their time leave me like oh come on i gotta wait rather than like oh well i guess it's over yeah yeah we kind of had this discussion a little bit um over text the other day but i compared to other mcu series and i was even comparing it to the movies like they don't i don't think this has that as much to wrap up like I mean, if you take Hawkeye, I think Hawkeye up until the finale might have, it might, it was definitely competing for my favorite MCU show. The The finale wasn't my favorite because they had so much to wrap up and they didn't really do it. As no, well they as spent before. five minutes on the musical instead. Yeah, but that's, that that was, that was a post credit scene. That I didn't... know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I mean that movie that series had Yelena, it had Kingpin, it had Eleanor, it had Jack, it had just so many the tracksuit mafia, it had Echo, it had so many different things to tie up compared to this show where the finale, all that I really see that they need to do is bring Mark back, bring Conchu back, um, which I mean they can do those things really quickly. They don't need to take too much time. They could do that in the first 10 minutes if they needed to. And then just have like the the resolution of stopping Ahmed and Ethan Hawke, um, Arthur Harrow. <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing is, is like in this episode when he was on that boat, when they were traveling through the underworld and you see all those souls coming down. Uh, Tawaret, is that her name? Yeah, the hippo. The, yeah, the hippo goddess. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, these are souls are being sent before their time, like without judgment. Meaning that Ahmed is free already, or maybe it's just he's doing his staff thing on people. I'm not sure. But it seemed like a lot of people are coming down, which makes me think, oh, they're too late. He already released Ahmed, which means that they're going to have to do a flashback to show what's been happening in the real world while like Mark's been tripping out. He's yeah, also but- got to resolve all his relationship problem with uh 
with Layla. Layla. I don't I don't think they have to resolve that necessarily. That could be something they could leave for future stuff. Like, I mean, you watch any other movie, superhero movies in specific, like not every not every Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man ends up with his relationship all perfectly resolved, you know, with the original Sam Raimi trilogy or Yeah, it it all just things. Well, if they don't resolve it then that that's fine either because that still supports my argument of they either need to my argument of I think this needs to lead into a second season because if they don't wrap up the Layla stuff and they kind of leave it for like, Oh, we'll do that later. Then I'm fine with that because that implies there will be more, but there have been rumors that this is a limited series and we might not see any more of it, which I'm not sure how much validity that has because I feel like it's been a very big success. Mm -hmm. but also oscar isaac kind of seems like the kind of actor where he might just be like oh i just did it once for fun like i'm not interested in coming back you know Mm -hmm. yeah i mean well we'll talk about the limited series question mark like a little bit later because i have a lot to say about that but you know the relationship thing if you look at the incredible hulk you know the second mcu movie with the whole betty relationship with bruce and betty like that didn't really leave end resolved and we haven't seen anything since and it's not yeah, really but, something people complain about like but it's also because they kind of soft rebooted the incredible hulk well i mean they didn't re- uh, not it wasn't a soft reboot like they've referenced stuff they soft rebooted the character at least well they just recast the actor and there's the universal deal on the way yeah um but they it, anyway they're they're originally planning on marvel studios wanted mark ruffalo as bruce banner the entire time and so it's it's a complete it's continuity anyway um or a different example would be you know with jane foster like you see her at the end of thor 2 and then she's not in thor 3 they just throw away line of oh you know we broke up and obviously she's coming back but all, all i'm saying is the relationship thing isn't necessarily the main focus of marvel stuff I mean, if Christine didn't show up in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which we know she is, like no, I I know, and, you, and would... you've made, and you've made your point fairly clear. I just <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I was I was just saying that that's another thread that I feel like yeah would be nice to see result. But as as far as like the flashback of Amit, that could be that could be quick too. Like, I mean, I'm thinking it could be comparable to like the flashback of Thanos taking Gamora's world. Like that didn't take a ton of time out of the movie, but it got no. Nice. I know. I just, I'm sure that they'll do, if they do it as good as they've done the rest of the series, I'm not worried. I just know that Marvel has had a tendency to push off uh, plot lines for the last episode, and then they just don't have enough time to fully. And I've even heard that this is supposed to be the last episode. Or, Mm -hmm. of course, it's the last episode. I mean, it's supposed to be the shortest episode. Oh, yeah. From what I've heard. So, yeah. Well, I guess I don't have a lot of speculation because we'll just have to wait and see. But just my whole point is just I hope that they find a good way to wrap it up because I don't want it to face the same problem as other series. Yeah. I mean, and just kind of my last thoughts on this topic, though, the thing I've been comparing it to in my mind with is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like you have this whole movie and at the very end, that's when the the ghost stuff's re- resolved Pim, Hank Pym getting his wife back, Janet back, you know, the, what else happens? There's Sonny Birch kind of doing his whole thing. Like all these different thread lines that if it, if that was a series, people would have been like, Oh, they're saving so much for the last, last episode. But because it's in the form of a movie, like that wasn't a problem, but 
I think it's just because people have this week long break in between each part that they kind of see it as, Oh, we have three plot lines to, to wrap up in this one episode. Like that's, that's a problem, but it happens. Yeah. And that's, that's fair because I mean, movies wrap up a lot more stuff in a lot less time. Like, Mm -hmm. well, Spider-Man No Way Home, for instance, I'm pretty sure from the time that, you know, Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield come out to the credits is probably only like 30 to 40 minutes, which is, you know, the yeah. length of an episode. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, so. it's just I think people just expect more exposition in a mm-hmm. TV show. You know, it's not as quick paced. It's a yeah. little more drawn out. Yeah, for real. But I think overall, I've, like we mentioned, favorite been my favorite mcu show oh yeah i love it and i can't wait for the finale mm-hmm. and but so think... the future the future though unless you have more you want to say about like stuff we've talked about or stuff that's happened already in the show no i was i, I was gonna say we probably need to move on but we can say a little more about it yeah well i was just gonna say the kind of like more recent news is you know, they've been toting this around as a limited series. It was submitted to the Emmys as a limited series and everything. And then more recently, as of like a day or two ago, this they Marvel posted on like Twitter to catch the, the season or the series finale. And then they deleted that and then they replaced it by saying catch the se- the season finale. Like Mm. and so a lot of people are speculating that that means that they've changed their mind or that this is not a limited series or whatever it is and they at least want to keep their options open yeah and i mean my thoughts on it is i could see it being a more than more than one season series you know not a limited series um if they can get oscar isaac back and i think he'd like to like i think he's in everyone that i've heard in interviews have enjoyed the making of moon knight and they enjoyed the cast and crew and everything so Mm -hmm. i don't see why he'd be opposed to um he's done much much less enjoyable things or much less stuff that hasn't turned out as well i'm looking Mm -hmm. at x-men age of apocalypse oh yeah i was gonna say star wars too oh yeah star wars i saw an interview where they asked him they were like if Disney came to you today and offered you like $300 million, would you do another Star Wars? And he was like, no. Yeah. And so like, I I don't think getting him back would be as too big of a problem. I feel like they've gotten actors back that have been less willing to come back. Like Robert Downey Jr. They had to pay him a ton to come back after his contract expired. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah so yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic like most things, but. I would like to see more on the Moon Knight and especially Oscar Isaac. He's mm-hmm. killing it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely like to see him either in a in the movies, like his own trilogy or movie or something, or in a team up thing, Midnight Suns, Avengers, mm-hmm. whatever it is, or just continuation of the series. Anything would be I'll take any Moon Knight I can get. Oh yeah. All right. Well, let's this is the problem with skipping so many weeks. I want to talk a lot more about each episode and like theorize and stuff, but we just, you know, time just slips away. Yeah. Maybe, maybe for the finale, we'll, we'll do a big finale breakdown. We'll just talk about the whole series. But since we've taken so much time off, we got a lot more we want to get.
let's talk about Doctor Strange really quick, which is coming out on Friday. Yes. Did I tell you I also got tickets to see it on Thursday? <laughs> you did? Yeah. Wait. Well, did you also wait? Is that so? Uh, yeah. Just tell tell me about it. Yeah. So I when I when I talked to you is after I got my tic- is after I got my first tickets to see it on Friday with some friends after mm-hmm. my other friend's wedding. They're like, oh, let's just go after the wedding to go see it. And then I was at my parents' house and I was talking to them about it. And I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna go see it with some friends. And my dad's like, wait, oh, you're gonna go see it without him? He's like, hold on, let me check real quick. He's like, oh, there's there's some tickets for Thursday night. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he just went and bought tickets for a whole family. He's like, okay, we're going Thursday night too. So, <laughs> so I'm going to go with my whole family on Thursday night and then with a bunch of friends on Friday night. So that's so I, yeah, I was thinking, so I'm, I'm here in Pullman, Washington until, well, we're here until Friday morning. We'll probably, we'll probably drive out. Uh, sorry. My girlfriend and I will probably drive back to Utah on Friday. So we have our tickets for Thursday night or it's like Thursday afternoon. It's super early. Um, oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. And then I, I was thinking whether she wants to join me or not. Um, I'll probably watch it again that weekend when I get back after. <laughs> I don't know if I'll do it after the drive back because I might be tired, but maybe the Saturday with whoever else wants to join. So it's going to be good. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I'm super pumped for this movie. Um we wanted to give a shout out to the pre-sale record. Um, they, well, you probably know more about that than I do. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess this, as a lot of stuff we're talking about is a few weeks old now, but when they opened up the pre-sales, as I mentioned on the last time we did it, they did a different strategy, or I don't know if I mentioned this, but they used a different strategy than they have for like Spider-Man and Infinity War Endgame. So that the ticket sites wouldn't crash as much. A lot of them still ended up crashing. Um, I think AMC mm-hmm. crashed. I think a few of the like Adam tickets and Fandango, I think had a lot of problems too. Um, but the record is it's the biggest, biggest um, opening ticket day sales. I don't know what to call it. Like pre Pre-sales of tickets. Okay, that's that's the word I'm looking for. Um, pre-sale of tickets is the biggest one since Spider-Man No Way Home, which, you know, makes it the biggest of 2022. Makes it... I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home is obviously a, a tall hurdle because that movie was massive. Um, mm-hmm. That means that Doctor Strange has sold more tickets before the movies come out than the Batman. Than, has there been, I guess, Harry Potter or Fantastic Beasts? Sonic 2, I don't know if there's been any other big movies. Uh, the Northman, I guess, but that's more of like a... Yeah. Kind of sewer movie. Yeah, true. But yeah, so Doctor Strange, of course, Marvel, the only people that they're beaten by is themselves, so... Mm-hmm. They're just killing it. Yeah. it It's doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um to go back to the point where I'm very excited for this movie to come out, I wanted to briefly talk about, <laughs> I texted you about this last night. Um, uh-huh. There's a lot of Dr. Strange teaser trailers that have been coming out over the last week. Cause you know, and Marvel does this every time a movie's coming out, you know, they're like very lax on like the advertising. It feels like they take forever in between trailers, but then like a week, two weeks before the movie comes out, they just boom destroy social media and there's just trailer after trailer everywhere it's like you can't scroll five seconds without seeing like an advertisement for the movie they just go all out like right before it's about to come out 
and they just keep releasing all this new footage and i'm like over here trying to like avoid it as best as i can because it's like okay i watched the trailers like you got me i'm I'm hooked for the movie i can't wait to see it there comes a point where it's like i don't want to see any new footage from this movie that's not when i'm watching the actual movie you know yeah yeah no that's true this has definitely been and like you mentioned we had a conversation over text like last night and it's 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 interesting because marvel like you mentioned they're super good up until a point that they just start promoting it a ton and luckily luckily most of the footage is just recycled footage from other trailers that they're just reusing but like a lot of doctor strange stuff at least recently, I haven't been watching all the TV spots because I don't want to watch. Anytime I see Doctor Strange on my feed, I scroll past immediately. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not out of disrespect for Marvel. It's just I already know I want to see it. I'm seeing it uh, twice in two days. Just chill. You don't need to sell me on it. Yeah, yeah. And so there is there is a few like bits of new footage here and there that I'm like oh, I kind of wish that I didn't see that to the movie. Like I know there there's one and I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil it for anyone else. But like, you know, there's a character that people rumored might be in the movie. And then they released a, a shot that greatly hints the character is going to be in the movie. And it's like, okay, well that doesn't ruin my experience, but it's like, would have appreciated just not have known that at all. Like, cause you know, we talked about the Super Bowl trailer where, you know, professor X is basically just right there and you hear his voice and like, well, you might be able to be like, oh, maybe that's not him. It's pretty obvious. Like, that was fine. Okay. You get me in. You tell me, oh, Professor X could be in it. That makes the possibilities endless. That's all I need to know. Don't keep showing me new characters. I don't want to know who else is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I mean, yeah. it, it gets me excited, though. We I kind of told you or talked to you about this before. Mm-hmm. But because they're showing so much knowing Marvel, they're smart enough to know that they have a ton of other stuff that they're not showing that is going to be even way more intense than the stuff that we can even imagine right now. Well, um, yeah, I mean, you know how freaking tight-lipped Marvel is and how, like, I, I almost imagine that the trailer creation process has got to be so strict. Like, imagine being the person editing those trailers. They've probably got, like, a list as long as the freaking, I don't know, something that's long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) full of things that they can't include like they probably have the whole movie marked up like you can't use this footage you can't use this footage you can't use this footage and so it's it's impressive that they managed to find all this new footage to show from it you know yeah yeah definitely and i was just watching earlier there's the dr strange just had their like hollywood big worldwide premiere for the was that today yeah, that was, that was today. So they did it the same day as the Met Gala. That's kind of interesting. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't even realize the Met Gala was going on. Um, but yeah, so Kevin Feige was being interviewed, and they asked him like a question. He's like, "I don't know what what else I can tell you. Like, there's already been so much footage shown that you guys should you guys have more than more than enough to talk about right now, or something." He didn't say those exact words, but something along those mm-hmm. lines, and. It like made me laugh because you could also tell he's like, oh yeah, we've shown you a lot of footage, but like, obviously it's controlled footage where we're showing you what we want to show you. We're not showing you whatever the big twist is. I forget who it was, but somebody working on the movie basically said that this has more twists than Endgame and 
no way home like combined which those both had obviously major crazy twists but it just got it has me excited for the movie oh yeah i'm i'm super excited as well but yeah we'll we'll have more to say about it once it comes out but if you haven't if you haven't made plans to see it go see it because it's gonna be the only thing your nerd friends talk about for the next two weeks so true and then also it's just something you can't miss on the big screen like just the trailers Mm -hmm. make me want to sit there and pay extra to go watch it in imax if you enjoyed watching spider-man no way home in theaters and enjoyed the crowd experience then i I have a strong feeling this is going to be one that is also worth seeing with a big crowd oh for sure i've (laughs) I've been seeing people posting clips now that spider-man's like on dvd and they're posting like the clips when Andrew Garfield like shows up and they're like, man, this is kind of really awkward without like the fans. <laughs> it's just like dead silent. Uh-huh. I was like, oh yeah, I haven't seen it without that. But like, yeah, I can imagine it'd be a little awkward. Yeah. Cause they like purposely put like long pauses for both scenes so that people could cheer. Yeah. <laughs> but i'm excited to watch it again just by myself oh yeah anyway speaking of spider-man and beloved spider-man characters um why don't we talk about the the next greatest move from morbius team at sony yeah so they've decided to make a big wheel movie oh i wish (laughs) that would have been good Um, i would have actually been excited if that was what they announced yeah so at CinemaCon, they, Sony's panel, they announced that they're making an El Muerto movie. And for those of you who don't know who El Muerto is, that's everyone. <laughs> um, I mean, major comic buffs know. I only know from reading articles and hearing about it. But he's been in two comic book issues and he was a very minor Spider-Man villain. And you can continue your rant yeah and i mean even i i think i've seen like a picture of him before from like some i don't know somewhere i've seen a picture of him but i don't think i've ever read a comic with him because there's only like what two comics that he's been in i thought that it was bone saw when it first announced i was like is el muerto like is that was uh, was bone saw <laughs> from the first spider-man is that supposed to be like a little like reference but no, it's it's even more obscure because I was like, I was like, oh, that's a stretch. And then I learned who it really was. And I was like, OK, that's even more of a stretch. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, saw at least has a tiny cult following. Like, <laughs> that's true. I mean, like and we, we've talked about it a little bit, but I if this was Marvel, like Marvel Studios to be making this move, I wouldn't question it as much because they have their track record where they can make guardians of the galaxy become the next biggest thing or they can make you know they can make a franchise based off of ant-man or doctor strange or whatever and those are massive movies Mm -hmm. but this isn't marvel studios this is sony this is columbia pictures making this and like it like aiden mentioned this is the same people that brought us morbius which we Mm -hmm. know how that went the the beloved movie morbius Mm -hmm. the oscar nominated movie probably Morbius. Well, I think it already won, actually. I think they just canceled the Oscars this year. Yeah. Had the Morbius sweep. They already knew. They didn't even need to they didn't even need to wait for the other movies to come out. Nope. Why why bother? How can you top that? 
<laughs> anyway, I don't have a lot to say about it because there isn't a lot to say about it. He's an obscure character. There's not a lot to talk about. Um, we could talk more about Sony. Didn't I feel like didn't we do like a huge Sony rant last episode? We might have. I know. I one know. Thing, I know one we thing. had a Sony rant over text. Yeah, we did. And I was just going to bring that up. Like the one bright side that I take out of this, like if I'm trying to be all, po- all positive and everything is this is one less character for Sony to use that will lessen. How, okay. I got to say this clear because they're making this movie rather than a hobgoblin movie. Like there's a higher chance that hobgoblin will show up in the MCU as opposed to El Muerto, you know, because he has mm-hmm. his own movie. He'll probably not show up in the MCU. And so there's that there's that positive side where they're not wasting potential good MCU mm-hmm. characters. And yeah, Morbius, Madam Web, El Muerto. You know, take them or leave them. I don't need them in the MCU. I've told you this. The only one I'm upset about is Craven. I yeah. I fell in love with that fan theory about Craven the Hunter being a Wakandan. Oh yeah, me too. Honestly. That, like- Oh my gosh, I, I heard that and I was like, this better be true because that sounds so cool because he could have had like all that vibranium technology, mm-hmm. would have explained why he's an African hunter. Yeah, um, it would have just, it would have been super, super cool. And um, yeah, so be- because of that theory, I think that's why I'm missing Craven. I also would have liked Marvel to handle Morbius because... Midnight Suns. Yeah, with Midnight Suns, or they could have just done. I mean, they're they're leaning heavily into like the supernatural stuff. So if you have the living vampire, like could have had Blade. Yeah, exactly. Blade and so, Morbius. Yeah, could have been good if Marvel had their hands on it. But Sony geniuses. Yep, I I've told you this. I I want I want Sony to finish production on both of the Spider Verse movies, the animated ones, and then Marvel just takes those movies and release yeah. them and just Sony doesn't get to make anything else because that's the only thing I like that Sony's doing right now is mm-hmm. the animated Spider-Man movies. Those are good. You can keep making those. Any of the live action stuff, you just need to stop. And it's yeah. like one of those things I was telling you about where it's like, I want Sony to fail, but they can't fail until Spider-Verse is done. You know? Yeah. And they probably won't. Spider-Verse is going to be immensely successful the first one was super successful so the sequel is gonna do great yeah yeah and like i mean people people are always talking about like oh what studio is gonna be sold next because obviously disney bought fox and who just bought mgm was that amazon i think just bought mgm like other studios are basically being absorbed uh discovery just bought universal or not universal warner bros hbo like that whole ownership Mm -hmm. group like and so they're kind of being absorbed into everything and sony's one that people talk about a lot as like oh i wonder who's gonna buy them is netflix gonna buy them probably not anymore after the their stock dropped a ton um people talk about oh maybe apple will buy it maybe you know disney but disney probably couldn't because that would probably break antitrust laws and so what would be the best case scenario for Marvel fans would be if Sony just started selling off their property and, you know, didn't, I don't know. Didn't the problem just... is that Spider-Man is going to be the last thing to go. That's the lifeblood of Sony right now. Yeah. And so, well, it was, it was funny because I think at CinemaCon, they also like made the announcement of, oh, last year we made 
this many billion dollars it was like three billion dollars and it's like oh you want to know what over half of that was that was spider-man like besides mm-hmm. that what did you guys do yeah it's uh it's just upsetting and what was i what were we talking about with the didn't they like announce something and like trying to remember i'm I'm losing it i can't remember what i was talking about but yeah anyway that's the sony rant for tonight and we'll probably won't be our last sony rant but if you'll indulge me i think we should talk about something a little more lighthearted. yes so tell me about our friend thor tama oh wow which Thor? Thor Odinson or the mighty Thor, Jane Foster? Ooh, that's the question. <laughs> no, but um, if there's anybody out there that don't know what we're talking about yet, then um, I don't know how I could have made that more obvious. We're talking about the Thor Love and Thunder trailer. So mm-hmm. it is crazy. People were kind of scared. I was, I was a little bit scared because this trailer was becoming – it's officially the closest first trailer – to like release that marvel's ever done like it's the shortest window between Mm -hmm. teaser trailer release and release of the movie and so people were thinking that it would probably get pushed back but luckily they aren't pushing it back as far as you know and so yeah the trailer came out and it was amazing it was very oh i remember what i was gonna say actually oh yeah like the whole like pause i had is they delayed spider-verse oh yeah yeah, they pushed it back, but then they moved something else forward. Well, yeah. Did they moved Craven forward? Oh, I'm not sure what they moved forward. All I know is that the moving Spider-Verse back made sense because... Because of how big it is, yeah. How big it is, and like Sony was kind of trying to pump it out a lot quicker than they could have, and so they had to make that adjustment. Anyway, um, that tangent? <laughs> but yeah, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, I'm extremely excited. It's... Be, it's based heavily on like two more recent Thor comic runs that are highly regarded. Like me personally, I haven't really gotten into Thor comics. They're kind of, I can't, I, I can't really get into the whole like old English, I guess it's not old English, but like oldish English, like language stuff that that's mm-hmm. always hard for me to do in comics. But people love the two of the series that this is based off of, of the one where Jane Foster picks up, Mjolnir and becomes Thor and then the one where you know Thor loses he's no longer worthy and he ends up fighting Gore the God Butcher and so this is based off of both of those runs and it is extremely exciting because those are like I said highly regarded series yeah no uh trailer looks super cool uh speaking of Gore he wasn't in the trailer which I love because I love it when they like hold off the reveals because it makes them all the more exciting, you know? Mm-hmm. And it makes you like, just realize how much they're hiding. Cause it's like, Oh, if the main villain wasn't even in this trailer, like imagine how much they aren't showing you. Yeah. Also, there was a scene in the trailer that was literally taken straight out of the comics. Like it literally like mirror image, like hand drawn. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the, the giant, like ice, giant god dragon thing yeah i forget the name of that 
that character, that creature. But um, yeah, like the only difference is that Korg is, Korg is there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Thor looks a little bit different, but like the beast just literally taken right out of the comics. It's That was awesome. I saw that. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it, it looks visually stunning. It, I mean, it looks very Taika as well. So it's like a direct follow-up of Thor Ragnarok. You can tell just by the style it is. And I was happy to see the Guardians were in it, even if they're just in like the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, like I'll still be happy just to see them again because it's been too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've i missed the Guardians. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that they're... Oh, did you see that they... Side note, did you see that they released a set photos from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 today? And they've got like comic accurate suits. Oh, I didn't see that. Are they wearing like the blue suits? Uh-huh. I'm excited. I've been wanting those suits since the yeah, first Yeah, there, there was a picture of Star-Lord and Gamora, uh, not Gamora, uh, Nebula wearing one. I'll have to check those out. Like, Yeah, they look so sick, actually. Ever since, I think some of the team were wearing like the Nova Corps like, clothing mm-hmm. at the end yeah, of the Yeah, they've movie. got the Nova Corps symbol on the front and like the red like rectangle on it. And it's all blue. <laughs> That's hype. It actually looks so cool. Yeah, you got to look that up afterwards. Yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, they're going to be there. They're, it's going to be great. I'm just excited. Yeah. Uh, Again, I mean, maybe, I don't know. We, we we tend to just kind of talk about our opinions and our feelings on these things. And we never really dive into like the nitty gritty. I don't know if maybe I'll put like a little comment suggestion. Like, let us know if you want us to talk more about like the specific details or if you like just hearing our general ideas on it. I mean, I feel like if we want to talk about specific things, we probably need to make our outlines a little bit more detailed so we know what to talk about. But yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in the trailer. Um, did you see the the hat Thor was wearing that had like the classic Avengers logo on it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, super funny. So it's just, it's good. We, like we talked about last podcast, the summer entertainment window is just like, it's, it's going off. Like it's going off. It's crazy right now. Like, well, I mean, yeah, we took we have like half Moonlight. a month off and look how yeah. much stuff we have to talk about. Uh-huh. I mean, we have Moon Knight is coming to an end. Like we, this week we have the finale of Moon Knight. We have Dr. Strange. And then, you know, just a few weeks later, we're going to have Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're going to have Miss Marvel's going to start up. We're going to have Thor Love and Thunder. Like, it's going to be crazy. Well, yeah, in 30 minutes, we've talked about three different topics. We could have we could have spent a whole podcast on any of these topics. We could have literally talked about Moon Knight this entire time. Like if we like, honestly, if we just broke it down episode by episode, talked about little things. Like it, it is hard to see just how much we've had to rush through, but there's just so much to cover. Mm-hmm. It's a good time to be alive. It is a good time. It's a fun time. And now that school is over, it's an even better time. So true. Yep. Um. Oh, also classic Thor costume was in the trailer. That was super cool. Uh-huh. I'm li- I, I love, love seeing like the classic, the classic stuff. You had the classic Wanda and Vision and WandaVision. You had you classic. My- Quick so my tangent right out of my mind. <laughs> so glad. Um, you had the classic Loki and Loki, like you just have all these things, and it's amazing. Classic awesome. Spider-Man now. That's true. Classic Spider-Man. If you go back to the first Avenger, I guess you had ca- classic Captain America on the stage. Like mm-hmm. it's just good seeing it's good seeing it in context of where it would make sense because 
if they just try to straight up have those costumes sometimes, it would be a um, little bit of a CW type feel. Yep. But they're smart with it. They know when to put it and where to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think one. I think Scarlet Witch is a perfect example of that because her Halloween costume is like straight out of the comics. Mm-hmm. And then her final costume is like the modernized version. And they're both cool, but it's like, yeah. She should be wearing the modernized version for the yeah, That's yeah. The- or like you know, Vision, same deal. Like, oh, Halloween, yeah, of course, wear some silly Halloween costume, and then his actual like look is just. I've always loved it ever since Age of Ultron. Like, I just think they did a great job with Vision and his design. Oh yeah, no, I think it's super cool. But yeah, we'll have a lot more to talk about with Thor as it gets closer. But we just wanted to touch on one last thing really quick before we uh add some stuff to the playlist and wrap up for the week, which is uh, John Watts and his departure of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, not a lot to say about this. I mean, quick title is pretty much all the information we have. Um, it's a little, it's like, it's upsetting, but also I understand it because, you know, I like John Watts. I like what he did with Spider-Man. Um, I feel like if he did Fantastic Four, there would have been more of a chance of spider-man crossing over into it like he does sometimes in the comics not that there isn't a chance for that anymore but i don't know i liked him i trusted him as a director i felt safe with fantastic four being in his hands but i also understand his reason because i believe you saw that right why he stepped away yeah well i have a little bit of a speculation plus some facts to back it up okay so yeah i'll definitely let you talk about this then yeah so I mean, as we know, and as even his statement kind of stated is him and Marvel are still on good terms. Like it's mm-hmm. not, it's not the classic, oh, there's creative differences and, you know, Edgar Wright's angry or whatever, you know, whoever else departs is angry about, about this and they aren't really on good terms with Marvel, but John Watts is still on good terms with Marvel. Um, and, you know, like, like you were saying, I would have been very happy with him directing because I would feel safe having the movie directed by him. He's a great director. He's proven himself not just once, not just twice, but three times in a row with MCU movies. He's proven that he can do amazing MCU movies, some of the best MCU movies, which mm-hmm. they're all the best, but some of the best, best. Um, but yeah, the the fact that Marvel's still on good terms with him. Um he said he might come back in the future too. Yeah, and that's the thing that has some people speculating online that um the they probably found a director that they they their vision might have changed with what they wanted Fantastic Four to be or they might have had a better opportunity for a specific a certain director to direct the Fantastic Four and mm-hmm who is directing that everyone fan casts as Mr. Fantastic who's trying to prove who's trying to prove himself even more as a director and wants to really pursue that part of his career oh John Krasinski John Krasinski and so you a lot of people might be the director that's what a lot of people are thinking online um, like he's going to direct and act in it or he's yeah. leaving well he direct and act um because oh. I mean he did that with a quiet place like there's a lot of directors that's that true I hadn't thought about that I don't, so, I don't know how much backing that theory has, though, because I've heard a lot of people say it's not true. I heard a 
I heard a rumor that Glenn Howerton was cast as Mr. Fantastic, which I was kind of behind that. When did you hear that like John Krasinski wasn't attached to it? Well, I never heard it for sure, but I've heard a lot of back and forth and I don't know. I mean, it it's it could happen, but well, there's just been so many rumors about it. And I'd like to see him. I like John Krasinski. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's been I mean, he's been like fan casted for the longest time as Mr. Fantastic. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that he would be. That just means that people would like to see him as that. And part of his caveat of working with Marvel, something that got in the way originally of him being Mr. Fantastic was the fact that he wants to kind of bolster his director reputation. And so if he's able to make this deal with Marvel that he could also direct, like they, that would be the one thing holding him back. That's what the reports were saying a long time ago. I have a theory that John Krasinski could be Mr. Fantastic and he also could not. I'm almost wondering if there's a possibility that he is the Mr. Fantastic scene in Multiverse of Madness and he'll be on the Council of the Illuminati. But then when the actual Fantastic Four movie comes out, it'll be a different version of Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I've thought about that one too. And maybe that was the original plan. But if they were I able mean, to make this deal recently, like they haven't started filming multiple yeah, Fantastic I mean, Four. Because if, if the rumors about Glenn Howerton were true, I'd be behind that. I like Glenn Howerton as an actor. I don't know if you've seen a lot of stuff with him in it. Well... Let's see. I've seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I haven't mm-hmm. seen any of those rumors, though, that you're talking about. Like, really? No, not at all. I saw... Oh, I saw a long time ago. I saw rumors all over the place. There was like a really strong rumor that they found the cast, and it was going to be Glenn Howerton as Mr. Fantastic, Kristen Bell as Invisible Woman, Seth Rogen as The Thing, and some guy from Outer Banks was going to... That sounds very like fan cast. Like I don't. That That's what I thought like too. But I saw it like all over the place. Like I, I saw people saying like, "Oh, this is like a rumored leak or something." Yeah, I don't know if I'd buy into that. Um, especially, I don't know because those that casting sounds like the cast is just strictly off of looks, which Marvel doesn't necessarily do. You know. Yeah, and. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that, that's why I, I think it, as a, I just I just saw that around. I don't know how much yeah. I believe it. I just saw a lot of people saying it. Yeah, I mean that's that's why it strikes me as like just a fan cast is because they just seem fan casted because like oh look this person looks like this person and let's do it. Um, which normally I don't get behind fan casts. John Krasinski is different because he's proven himself as an action director and a comedy director or actor and a comedy actor and mm-hmm. be able to fit in very well with the mcu um and be a charismatic mr fantastic that's kind of been the problem with the mr fantastics of the past is neither of them have really been super charismatic yep well the second one was the second one try it was like trying to be charismatic but i don't know it was weird anyway yeah. um, i mean it's it's hard for me to fathom because i mean as someone who would like would like to get involved in like the filmmaking industry in some capacity it is always weird to hear like a director being like oh i've made too many marvel movies i need to take a step back because it's like dude that's literally like my dream right there like if i was making marvel movies i'd just 
keep mm-hmm. making them. And it's just yeah. one of those things where it's like, it's so hard to say from the outside. Cause you know, there's probably so much stress involved in it that you don't yeah. know about. Well, that's the thing too, that like people, people are thinking there's more than more to this than meets the eye is the fact that John Watts agreed to directing fantastic four while he was in the thick of making no way home. Like he would have been the most tired at that point. It's been months since no way home came out. Like he hasn't had to direct for months. Like unless, unless he just agreed to do three more Spider-Man movies and then maybe that's why he declined is because he's like, because maybe Marvel has secret plans to do a Fantastic Four trilogy and maybe they approached him for a new Spider-Man trilogy because, you know, back when he was doing Spider-Man, it was kind of rocky. You know, they didn't know the future. Now it's looking like Spider-Man might be here to stay, might not. There were rumors that. Marvel finalized the deal. So maybe now that Spider-Man is finalized, they're like, hey, turns out we have a future for you besides Fantastic Four because maybe that's how they wanted to keep him in. It's because they're like, Spider-Man's leaving. We like John Watts. Let's move him to Fantastic Four after Spider-Man's gone. But maybe mm-hmm. Spider-Man's still here now. So they're like, actually, if you want to just go back to Fantastic Four. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the theory too is marvel to keep that good relationship they couldn't just be like hey we found a new director you're out of the fantastic four but they would have been like hey we found this new director that really fits our vision whether it is um john or john krasinski or not like they would have potentially been like hey we have this new director for this but we are going to now make these new spider-man movies would you like to do that like it would make a lot more sense for him not to you know to keep good relationships not just to be kicked out of the project but kind of traded for a project you might even prefer mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah i could theor and i and i could spend even more time theorizing about the the next spider-man trilogy that's been rumored because i have i have some theories about that and stuff i want to see but we can do that another time do you have anything else you wanted to say about the Fantastic Four? We spent a lot more time on that than I thought we would. I didn't think we had a lot to say, but it turns out we did. Oh, yeah, we did. Um, we always find ourselves spending the most time on the topics that I think we're just going to glance over, and then we always just end up like exploring a side of it that I hadn't even considered. Yeah. I mean, and part of that was like I've heard all the online rumors and discussion of the John Krasinski thing, and so I I, I – I'm a firm believe. I'm not a firm believer of it, but I do think it's it's decently likely. Likely, I'd give it like a seventy percent chance of happening that way. Like I think it, yeah. it sounds pretty realistic. So, I'll let you know my opinion next week after I see Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, um, I think that's all I have to say for weekly film talk. We went through a lot. That's yeah think good conversations yeah that's all i have for this week let's wrap it up with a little top essential playlist yeah let's add some more songs to our uh, spotify playlist you can find it on spotify under top essential playlist just look it up and you can listen to some tunes you can catch up on um you know all the major songs that we've added over the last nine episodes well i don't know if we've been doing it for all nine episodes but I think we have. Did we? I don't. Maybe we started on the second episode, but did we add two on the first one each? Yeah, I think we did. Originally, it was just going to be just me, but then I think we ended up 
Because the first the first song on the playlist is Cabin by the Sea, which you added. Mm-hmm. And then it yeah. was Out of Love from me from me, so Okay. Yeah. Well basically the point of this, you know, podcast, if in case anyone's forgotten, is it's a way for Tom and I, you know, two good friends to have a chance to, you know, catch up and talk because you know, we we text a lot, but we don't always get a chance to sit down and just have like a full on you know, vocal conversation, you know, life gets busy, we live far away from each other. And so it's a podcast about conversation and hanging out with your friends. And so that's the point of the top central playlist is it's a playlist you can put on the background and, you know, invoke conversation within your social circles, because that's what we're really all about. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, without further ado, I'll add another song to the playlist. Um, this week I wanted to add, you know, another one of my songs from uh, my personal playlist that I really like. But I think it, it fits really well in, within the uh, the vibe we've established so far. And it will be the song Halcyon by the Paper Kites. I don't know if you've heard that one. Um, the Paper Kites sounds familiar, so I might have heard something, but I'm not sure. I'll have to listen to it and see if I remember or if I recognize it yeah well that's mine it's just you know another chill song i mean i don't have a lot to say every week that's basically my answer it's just another good chill song check it out and listen to it yeah kind of in the same vein my song is just another chill song don't really have much to say about but it's called change your mind by sarcastic sounds so that is those songs are both now found on tops essential playlists so give it a give it a little listen all right well, nice. This was a this was a good week for conversation. I feel like we did a good job of going over everything we've missed in the last couple of weeks. Um, thanks again for listening. We'll try to be a little bit more consistent in the future. I mean, summer's starting now, so I don't know if that's going to make things better or worse. But we'll do our best to release episodes as we see fit. <laughs> uh, try to keep it maybe weekly, biweekly. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, as always, make sure to leave a rating. Follow us on what is it, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just do the thing so that when we post a new episode, it'll just pop up. And you don't have to find it. We're also on Twitter if you want to get updates on episodes and you know anything else I feel like posting, which isn't all that often, but sometimes I do. You know, I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to wrap us up with, Tom, or if you still have some things you wanted to add. I think I am all out of things to say. All right. Well, that was a good week. And next time will be episode 10, which is our first double digit episode. So we're going to try to have some fun surprises. Try to do something interesting for that episode. Maybe get a guest appearance if we can. If not, hopefully it'll be long enough a delay that you forgot that I promised this. But if not, I guess we'll see you then. Unless you have anything else to say. I've been Aiden Pocock, the AP of Top. I have been Tom Wehami, the TW of Top. <laughs>